Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Hello, hello, hello. We are back. We made it. Uh, We're in a different room today. So there's an echo. There might be an echo or there might not. Or there is. Call me the gecko. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, All right. So today we're going to talk about injuries. And we're going to talk about injuries in a specific sport. Do we talk about it all the time, injuries? I mean, we've talked about them. Like different injuries. I I know. I'm just kidding. I hate you. So we're going to talk about injuries in CrossFit. CrossFit. Like, what are the most common body parts that are injured? If anybody could take a guess... Do it right now. Do it right now. What would you think it is? And most of the time, people guess it right. Back and shoulders. I didn't... Oh, yeah. I did guess that, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, We did a workshop over the weekend. And, I mean, everybody... It was funny because everybody just started naming body parts. (laughs) All of them. Back, shoulders, (laughs) neck. You know, like ankle, ankle, knee. <laughs> you know, like it was like they're all right. <laughs> yes, yes, they're, they're all, all body parts. Yeah. Um, so the most common is the back, and second to that was the shoulder. So they did a study with about 900 participants, a little bit under 900, yeah. and they found injuries. The most common was like 33% were in the low back, and about mm-hmm. 20% were in the shoulders. So, and, real quick, let's talk mm-hmm. about this This article. This mm-hmm. article was published, the, what, two years ago, 2020. Two. Yeah. And I tried looking at these um, at these authors to see if any of them have any CrossFit background. I couldn't find it. However, mm-hmm. the criteria, this article that you found is fantastic because if you, you know, we'll, we'll provide the link in the bio if you all care to read about it. But the point is, is that it, it gives a good idea of, um, it has a big sample size, like you mentioned. And so... What this uh, what this article does provide for us is a breakdown of the body parts of the prevalent even time frame mm-hmm. like how I should say experience and how often you train. Mm-hmm. So these are the these criteria that the research articles broken down into, and as a result of these of this criteria, the prevalence of injury was found most high or highest mm-hmm. in the back. And then, like you mentioned, or I'm sorry, yeah, back and then shoulder. And I don't know what the other one was. But what, what I found interesting was that it was the the movement mm-hmm. that created that the, most injury the most injuries. It was a squat. Mm-hmm. And it leads me to believe that what are people doing when they squat? I mean, you do that every day. I, you know, so every time I fix a squat, it's it's almost like the same shit I have to fix. I time. agree. Uh, a lot of the time, because it of t- is. stuff that we were told when we were younger, right? Like, like, what's the one thing they tell you? Keep a point. Your toes pointed forward. Make sure your knees oh, are straight yeah. in front of you. Don't let your knees go beyond your toes, right? Which it's getting better nowadays. It's people know that your knees going over your toes are okay, <laughs> and um, but it's always like the feet are always facing forward, right? And if we know by a biomechanical standpoint, like which way are we gonna? better mover freely it's like they're turned out just a tad so i always have to fix someone's feet and like let's turn them out five to ten degrees it's so crazy how much you just say that you're like oh my squat feels so much better like i can go deeper my butt can touch the floor you know (laughs) ass to grass uh but i think people are still in with that 
old adage of like this is how I should squat and everybody should squat the same way um, when everybody should squat differently. No, I agree. I think one thing that I like doing to allow the athlete to show me how, like when you ask someone to squat, they are positioning themselves and then they kind of look at you to Mm -hmm. see if this is right and then they'll keep positioning themselves if this is right. So what I like to do is squat however you see fit. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, I will probably say some, the majority of my athletes, Right. <laughs> the majority of my athletes, their toes are pointed forward. They mm-hmm. feel the need yeah. to squat with their toes forward. And then their butt is so high, and yeah. then like so much pressure is on their back. So it yep. only makes sense, right, if they're like squatting a certain way um, that they're probably putting excessive pressure on the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, they lean forward when they squat, and so here comes that pressure you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does make sense, but it blew my mind because it's such a functional movement. Yeah, it's something you know we're doing saying? every day. We sit in the toilet every day. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, think about like sitting in the toilet. You're not going to like point your toes forward. No, to, you like, just sit, in the sit toilet. down. Like, you just sit down, your legs <laughs> are open, and like, because that's a better position for you to, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Love it. Good sound effects. So... I do. Th- I, I like that was just something I wanted to highlight. Something so functional, really created, mm-hmm. or, or really is the 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 crux of our problem. So forget CrossFit. It, it just that's not. It's not just CrossFit that we squat, but this study highlights in CrossFit that the most basic or the most fundamental movement is what's causing the most injury. Yeah. So it's not this cross. You know, CrossFit has this bad. Um, I want to say stigma. This bad. Uh, reputation yeah. to create injury. But look at what this article highlights. It just blew my mind. Yeah. It's, it's not even something that, like, I mean, yeah, you're doing CrossFit, but you're doing it in everyday life. Yeah. 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 CrossFit, just the entity as a whole and, and the founder just was smart enough to put all of these movements into one realm and coin it or term it or name it, excuse me, CrossFit. Mm hmm. So, super interesting in terms of squatting and really a good opportunity for us to highlight the importance of a squat. Mm-hmm. And, and then the next one was obviously the deadlift, mm. the, right after the squat. I thought that would have been first before yeah, anything. That's what I would have I'm thought, I'm not going to lie, I thought it was going to be snatch. Mm. But deadlift but I mean, a lot of people, time. I feel that in CrossFit, you don't really, like you snatch, but you don't like snatch, snatch. Sure. Yeah, it's right? Like it's a lot of squatting, air squats, it's going to be a lot of deadlifts, okay. a lot of pulling from the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, overhead movements are worked, but I feel like they're not... They're just quick, so they're not always to adapt all the time. That's like, true. You know, like it's, I can agree with that. Like not like an Olympic weightlifter that's like does very, it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay, so deadlifts. Um, the way I think about the deadlift, and and we kind of talked about it in our workshop as well, is more of like the low back endurance, right? Typically, mm-hmm. when our low back goes out or it feels like it's hurting. When you say all, goes out, what do you mean? It goes out. For, <laughs> I mean, if it starts hurting, right? Like everybody, I throw out my back. Where'd you throw it out? The window, the door? Yeah, like where'd it go? Yeah, where'd it go? No, but, you know, it, does it start hurting? Why did you, quote unquote, throw out your back, right? And um, a lot of it, I always, not always, but sometimes it's more of like how much can your low back take? Is it endurance-wise? Is it because all of a sudden you had a lot of deadlifts and it's a lot of volume? Um, so many times I have to work with athletes and their low back endurance. Uh, I think we touched on it at some point, right? Low mm-hmm, back endurance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, deadlifts, usually if they're in your program, there's usually probably a lot of them. Sure. High mm-hmm. volume. For sure. I would, especially, I can't say especially, but when you are thinking of CrossFit, a majority of the time it's higher volume. And that's mm-hmm. why people will live by it because it is something that will push you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think lower back endurance is 
incredibly important mm-hmm. hence why this is one of the injuries that was highlighted in this article yeah. right and just in general right our own our own experience in crossfit we're going to do high volume yeah right and kind of a segue i don't know if you have anything else on the deadlift no i don't are you sure i'm sure okay well I forgot what I was gonna say now. <laughs> well, the point is, is when you're dealing with high volume, you need to make sure that you're you're moving um, with quality, and so with quality comes practice. You need to make sure that you're moving well, moving correctly. And so, what I thought also was insanely interesting about this article was that the amount of experience mm-hmm. that this sample size had any any of the athletes three years and more mm-hmm. were the ones that were most likely to get injured yeah and, and and i guess that speaks to oh i know i can move pretty I know decent I, can do, I know what i'm doing so i'm just gonna push myself exactly and then the other thing was the time frame like the amount of hours that they train a week right and <laughs> it looks like the threshold is 10 so if someone trained under 10 hours the likelihood of them presenting under 10 hours a week the likelihood of them having an injury is a lot lower yeah, and if it's anything it. 11 plus hours right um, then the likelihood of them experiencing an injury is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. I think about my higher level athletes. We have a few athletes that qualify for the games. Mm-hmm. You know, Super well, not for the games, but for the pretty what, darn close quarterfinals. Se- semifinals. Or sem- one semifinals. of the finals. They're at the sem- they're going for the semifinals. But what they do is they they're literally training two to three hours a day, and we're seeing them consistently because there's always something that tweaks, something sure. that comes up, and so now like yeah, they're training so hard, and then they have the opportunity to go to the games this coming week or whatever and they're traveling and i'm like man this is gonna be fun to see them progress but like yeah now i know why their body breaks down as a matter of fact now i know why my olympic weightlifters body break down <laughs> i am like sore all the time now that i'm doing percentage work so yeah kudos yeah. to everybody that lives out there so recovery yeah. right that's mm-hmm. i mean you're talking about professional athletes that train at this level too you mm-hmm. know and not even just the m- amount of hours that is a great um at least rule of thumb yeah. if you know you're training three four hours a day might want to reconsider that and unless you have a recovery team that is right there with you working on you the minute you stop training and then as an athlete as a competitive athlete you always think more is better right like just right. going some I, instances, I need to train yeah. like if you take a rest day you feel guilty mm-hmm. right and that's a terrible mindset yeah that is terrible, terrible mindset so looking at that you know you work out more than 11 hours a week maybe you should think about recovering more as well mm-hmm. um, and taking time to recover throughout the day and every day in some way or form in order to decrease the likelihood of getting injured yeah i think highlighting the hours is big time <clears throat> knowing your threshold is big time and really just understanding your body and what is being what demand is being put on it if you for example did high volume deadlifts what are you going to do the next day yeah obviously not deadlifts and right if, and if you really think about it too right more than 11 hours a day so that's if you work out five days a week, a week 11 hours two hours yeah 11 hours a week sorry <laughs> uh but if you work out two hours a day for five days a week you're probably going to get the gains that you want yeah with two two days of break in there maybe you have some active recovery in there mm-hmm. and that's 10 11 hours of crossfit so maybe you do something else yeah anything else yeah like Go challenge your body in a different way. I was in, the first thing that came to mind was throw an axe. I don't know why. Throw an axe. <laughs> I don't know. Someone's pissed. No, I know. <laughs> I, I just because I want to throw an axe. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like go challenge your body in a way instead of moving. You know, for example, monostructural or high volume. And I think CrossFit does a good job of taxing your body in a variety of ways, but challenging it in a way that it hasn't been. If you're not doing a lot of hand-eye coordination stuff, i.e., like basketball, football, or something like that, soccer, go try doing that instead of just. CrossFit the entire time. Yeah. I think CrossFit's fantastic 
for all the right reasons. But this is a good, a really good article, which I'm impressed you found. Just kidding. Uh, it has a lot of good stuff that highlights. It, again, my favorite part was the foundational movement of squatting. Squatting. Yeah. I was just blown away that that is one of the ones that creates the most injury. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot plays into it. But just speaking to. You know, those that are out there five years in and, and really know how to move, you know, the minute you start losing that good mechanic mind frame, mm-hmm. then you're looking at injury and squat's one of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, basically learn how to squat. Don't throw out your back. <laughs> yeah, be Watch safe. Watch out for their shoulders. Recovering. Recovering. You know, we didn't even talk about shoulder. What, what well, it wasn't, it, one, it of wasn't the, one of the main things. Which no. is surprising. Would you sit here and say that you don't get patients that present with shoulder issues? No, all my shoulder patients are shoulder patients. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean yeah. everybody I do, I mean, most athletes that come in have some sort of shoulder issue. Yeah, yeah. so it, you know, kind of speaks to you. Yeah, well, so do I. Yeah, you know, point is, is that we highlighted some of the, 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 the injuries that happen. Just be mindful of your mechanics, things that we always speak to. Mm-hmm. And then don't forget recovery. That one, sure. I think we can't highlight that enough. Yeah, when you're squatting and you're questioning it, think about how you sit in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano. Where, where you, you come, come first. first.